Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Good morning to you. It seems like Tanzania will cooperate with South Africa to bring these three um, criminals back into the country to face music. As far as Malawi is concerned, that country is unwilling to bring Bushiri, the criminal, back into this country. I think we're going to smell Bushiri until the cows come home. When it comes to the issue of the Guptas, the NPA and the Departments of Justice bungled right from the onset by submitting incomplete paperwork to uh, United Arab Emirates. Uh, they will never come back to account for their sins. Rough salt and dogs endeavor. I agree, Bongi. I think the dedication that is being sent is more similar to the tour, uh, tourism expedition that was once taken to Zimbabwe. And it's not going to yield anything. The, the case is too complicated. And I also want to see how they're going to try a dead man uh, with a death certificate. Thank you, George Makosa in Kabeha. All right. Uh, thank you very much for your voice notes there. We do have some of the, your comments. Siabudelo Daniso says, I don't have trust in the justice system of South Africa. The legal system of South Africa is very weak. If your bread has butter, you go through law. There is no law in South Africa. Crime is very rampant in this country. And Noktawe uh, saying, um, going forward, the cooperation of host countries will be vital if uncooperative South Africa's hands are tied and it will be difficult to return other fugitives uh, thank you very much for your comments please keep them coming do you believe that the arrests of Tabo Besta and Dr. Nandi Pamakurumana will improve the chances that other fugitives like the Gupta brothers um, you know Shepard Bushiri will they eventually face the music let's get now into our Sunday discussion is there a real appetite by South Africa to extradite the Gupta brothers and other fugitives from justice? That This is a question that many South Africans are asking and listening to some of your voice notes, you are asking this particular question now. Um, you know, yesterday's announcement as well of the rearrest of escaped fugitive Tabo Beste in Tanzania, along with Dr. Nandipama Gudumana, and the Mozambican national who has been named as Zakaria Alberto has somewhat reignited the hope that justice may be served. Now, this morning in our Sunday morning discussion, we want to examine whether the rearrest of Tabo Besta improves the chances of other fugitives like the Gupta brothers to face justice in South Africa. Now, for this conversation, we're joined on the line by advocate Paul Hoffman, Director at Accountability Now, as well as independent writer and researcher Dr. Dale McKinley. Good morning to you both. Thank you so much for your time. Good morning. And good morning, good morning to Dale as well and your listeners. Thank you very much. I'll start with you, um, Advocate Hoffman. We, we have a huge question that we're asking this morning that whether or not the, the arrests of Tabo Besta and Dr. Nandi Pamakudumana will improve the chances for South Africans to see fugitives like the Gupta brothers, Shepard Bushiri, eventually facing justice in South Africa. Your take? Yes, well, I think one must draw a, a distinction between uh, criminal matters that do not have a political flavor and criminal matters which do have a p- political flavor. Tabo Besta is, is not a political player. He is a convicted rapist and murderer 
just have committed some other crimes that enabled him, with the assistance of uh, private uh, jailers, uh, what the uh, G4 people, to escape from prison and to live life at large in Johannesburg and elsewhere, mm. and until he, he, he fled and has, has now been arrested. So I think the chances of him being extradited to South Africa are good. With the Guptas, the, the case against them has a huge political favor. They were major benefactors of the ANC. They, they were in business with uh, members of the family of the former president, Jacob Zuma. And to say that they are politically well-connected is to understate their position. I would think that in their case, there is very little political appetite either in South Africa or in the UAE um, for their extradition and, and, and for them to face trial for the crimes that they are alleged mm. to have committed. So in their case, I, I think it is highly unlikely that the Guptas will ever um, see the inside of a courtroom, let alone the inside of a jail wearing orange overalls. And Dr. McKinley, uh, you know, the Guptas are gone. And as, as we're listening to Advocate Hoffman now talking about their chances of coming back to South Africa, but listening to, to the officials, the Department of Justice um, and the NPA say that South Africa ticked all the boxes here. South Africa did everything that it could possibly do. There was nothing more to do in this particular uh, extradition process. Do you really believe that there was nothing more that we could do? I happen to have just in the last couple of days spoken to some people within the NPA about this very, very issue. And I think in legal terms, uh, it seems to me that they did uh, they did tick most of those boxes. Uh, I think that the question here is that we assume uh, that the UAE authorities are interested in extraditing the Guptas themselves. Um, let's remind ourselves that, you know, there was a big, big uh, issues in our own country just not very long ago about us being gray-listed by the Financial Action Task Force around money laundering and uh, other kinds of issues and uh, financing of terrorists and other things. And the, the other country that's on that gray list is the United Arab Emirates. Uh, that was put back onto that gray list just last month. So we have a situation where uh, in, in the country that we are, we're trying to get these uh, the Guptas extradited from, there's probably very little political will in the UAE to actually act against the Guptas or for that matter, many other, uh, there's just been the expose on the gold mafia from Zimbabwe and the massive amounts of gold that are being transited through Dubai and the UAE. So. This is an international issue. It's not simply about whether or not the NPA did everything they could. I think they probably did the, the, the basics right. Um, but I think the, the, the damage was done before this. The damage was done in not holding the Guptas to account when we could have done so, not acting sooner when we could have done so. And doing this now is sort of almost uh, too late in the game. Um, I doubt that we're going to see them here in South Africa. I hope we will. Uh, the UAE government has said we can resubmit uh, the extradition request. I just noticed that Denmark did the same thing and re succeeded the second time. So 
there are some possibilities there. But I think the larger question we must ask here in this case is whether or not uh, we have the political will to go after not just the Guptas, but a whole host of, of very politically connected individuals that have been named in the Zondo Commission that have fleeced our states and our public purse of billions of rands across the board. And I think that's the question that most South Africans, I think the Guptas have gotten the biggest play, but the most question is whether or not we're going to see any of them come to, to, uh, to hold responsibility and to answer for what they've done. And Dr. McKinley, I'm going to throw it back to you then. Do you think we do have that particular appetite or political will to then bring back these fugitives? I think I, I think it's a, it's a 50-50. I think we, we, the, the political will in our country is, uh, I think, gauged by how much the public itself pushes the politicians. Um, we've seen this in the past. I mean, the very act of, of uh, our ex-president Zuma having to resign, the Zondo Commission going there. I think if we'd have left the politicians to their own devices, none of this would have happened. So civil society, all of us uh, in, in South Africa who are khatwal with a lot of these kinds of, of, of things, I think have to push much harder. And in that case, we would say that we wouldn't expect the politicians to act, but if we can push them far enough and we can make those things happen, then I think we can get some kind of justice here. I don't think we're going to see everyone uh, in, in court, but I think we could see some, some progress, let's put it that way. And if we can at least measure some progress in the next couple of years on several cases, I think we could at least say that we've moved forward in uh, not only answering some of the Zondo Commission questions, but in uh, reclaiming some of our, our dignity as a country and some of our political legitimacy. I'm going to come back to you, Advocate Hoffman, but I'd like us to just listen to some of what the viewers, in fact, the, the listeners have to say this morning. This table bester issue should be maybe a new soapy on our TVs. Secondly, his case should should not be compared to that of the Gupta brothers and then the Bushiri because the Bushiri and the Gupta brothers cases are all politically motivated. Tabo should come back home and tell the whole country how he managed to escape. I pray that the Medical Council of South Africa will strip out that doctor's title. It's Bramoro in Bloemfontein. Good morning. Gary, no, I think that Tabo Bester definitely will be arrested. That is providing, of course, he's not involved in the ANC, an ANC member, or being involved in some sort of corruption with them. Then they will protect him and he'll stay there. But uh, just like the Guptas, the Guptas will never come back to South Africa because they will be forced to expose all the high-ranking ANC MPs, which we know from evidence from the Zonda Commission, are deeply involved and the ANC is deeply corrupt. And so the Guptas can look forward to staying uh, free of South Africa law and order and enjoying all their ill-gotten gains. Mike Newlands. Thank you very much for your voice notes this morning. We are still talking about whether or not there is a real appetite by South Africa to extradite the Gupta brothers and other fugitives from justice. And some of your vo- uh, your, your comments, in fact, say the Guptas would destabilize the ANC if they are to be brought back to South Africa. That's the panel. And South Af- uh, Sipopiri says South Africa handed billions of rands to the Guptas. They will use it to buy freedom as they go around. We are still in conversation with 
with advocate Paul Hoffman, director at Accountability Now, as well as independent writer and researcher Dr. Dale McKinley. Let me come back to you, um, advocate Hoffman. One of the things that you know is quite clear from the the briefing that we were listened to by the Department of Justice as well as the NPA is that they are now going to be taking this process back to the UAE. But one asks the question, why is the process still going back to the UAE when we know that they are in Vanuatu? And they say that they were surprised to learn that the court now recognizes them as the citizens of Vanuatu. There, there doesn't seem to be clarity yet as to um, where where the Guptas are. I did hear the Director General of uh, the Department of Justice um, confirming that the Guptas are indeed uh, uh, newfound new Pacific Pacific Islanders uh, by getting uh, buying themselves uh, citizenship of that island nation. But there are other reports that suggest that uh, Cameroon, Central African Republic, perhaps even DRC, are countries that have been approached mm. uh, by the Guptas, um, with the Guptas seeking political asylum there. It's also a report from Africa Intelligence, which says that they have been seen in Switzerland. Getting back to the extradition, it seems that South Africa did drop the ball in at least two respects. The um, initial application for extradition was limping because it only had a fraud charge in it, not the whole book thrown at the victors, and it was withdrawn and replaced later by a more comprehensive charge sheet. I believe that that has muddied the waters in the application. And the other ball that was dropped or the box that wasn't ticked was that South Africa did not properly monitor what was going on in the uh, courts of the UAE in relation to the progress of the, the application for extradition from the UAE, and in particular did not make it clear to the UAE authorities that if something went wrong, they would want the incarceration of the Guptas in the UAE to continue while appeal proceedings were pursued by South Africa. To appeal now, if it is true that the Guptas are no longer in the UAE, is a waste of time because the extradition is only effective because the Guptas were in the UAE, which gave the UAE the duty to, to consider the extradition application. And if, 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 the, if, the, if the Guptas... If the appeal succeeds in respect of the Guptas uh, avoiding extradition, there will be no bodies in the UAE's jurisdiction to, uh, to extradite. They're going to have to go back to the drawing board. Yet another red notice issued by Interpol, if they can persuade Interpol that, uh, that it's appropriate in the circumstances and, and really start from scratch. And you can rest assured that the Guptas will make very sure that they are scarce that they do not go to any country which has an extradition agreement with South Africa and that they will accordingly um, not return to face trial in South Africa, which is a great pity because they seem to have been central players in the state capture exercise in which more than 1,400 people have been identified as potential Mm. accused and against whom 
Hoffman, then listening to you, 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 you do, do you think, though, that the argument that they're now making, the uh, planning to make the idea a bit more permanent may not necessarily be the solution? The solution could be this Chapter 9 institution you're talking about. Uh, making the idea what they call permanent is, is just putting lipstick on a pig. It's not going to help at all. Making the idea more permanent body is really... Re- recreating the scorpions. Now, we all know what happened to the scorpions. Yes, they were an effective anti-corruption body, but like the permanent ID, their problem is, or their problem was, that they were vulnerable to being closed down by a simple majority in Parliament. Mm. That's what happened to the scorpions. The ANC decided they didn't want... Uh, um, uh, criminal investigators breathing down their necks, yeah. especially not Jacob Zuma. And as a consequence of that, the, the, the scorpions uh, were dissolved summarily. That will happen to the ID the first time the ID tries to go after some political pigwigs. All right, let's take a breather. And when we come back, Dr. McKinley, I'd like us to look at whether or not there was anything barring us from asking to be part of these particular proceedings in order not to miss anything from it. But let's take a breather. We'll continue after this. Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Morning, 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 morning. This is Moses Stephen. We don't have justice for politician well-connected politician mainly from these gangsters the rebels in ANC we don't have justice for them they have their own rules and roles here in South Africa this is Moses Steven 
Thank you very much, uh, Moses, there for your uh, thoughts this morning. And uh, we are still in conversation with Advocate Paul Hoffman, Director at Accountability Now, as well as independent writer and researcher Dr. Dale McKinley, looking at whether or not South Africa has the real appetite to extradite the Gupta brothers and other fugitives from justice. Dr. McKinley, let me come back to you because we, you know, we're looking at the fact that we missed significant developments in this particular matter. Now, six to seven weeks later, there's talk of an appeal and concerns, uh, you know, on whether or not we may have missed um, the winter period by which to lodge this particular appeal. But we do not know yet because the NPA says we, they will update the nation on where that process is and whether or not we've missed the window. But was there anything barring us from asking to be part of these proceedings? Well, as far as I understand it, Bongiwe, um, and if one listened to Justice Minister uh, Lamola and his uh, uh, press conference the other day, um, there was a, a number of things that happened which indicate to me, at least uh, to the to the non-lawyering eye, uh, that the, the UAE uh, sort of played us on this one. Um, and why do I say that? If one looks at this, the, the, the South African Justice Department sent a delegation after the, the signing of the extradition treaty and the re-submission uh, of, the, of the charges. They sent a delegation to make sure that everything was in order. And they were told, according to, to that, that the UAE would inform them if there were any other further developments or when the hearing would take place. When they did not hear... My understanding is that uh, the ambassador, our ambassador to the UAE, made inquiries uh, from the to the government to the UAE as to, as to what was happening. There was silence on that. Other, uh, the minister uh, then made further inquiries, and there was silence on that. So I think that in some ways we we you know I'm I'm not privy to the insider uh, knowledge here, but I from from what from the standpoint that I can see is that there are two players here, and the UAE has quite a bit to answer for itself. Why? The question is why two months down the line. It's not simply a matter of if whether our, our, you know, we could have asked 10 times what was going on versus five times or had more meetings, whether or not they were fundamentally interested in informing the South African government what was happening. Why would they wait for two months while the Guptas took off? Uh, and and then only inform and then say oh by the way here's here's the here's the reasons why we did this, I mean there's some questions that need to be answered on both sides, but I think in some ways uh, that we've with some we we're letting we're letting the UAE off here and saying that it was simply our fault uh, when when there might have been more that could have been done, but my sense is that uh, in in many cases the UAE in this case was not really serious about following through on the extradition agreement that they signed. And by the way, the international uh, uh, practice is for uh, countries that have signed such extradition treaties, if there are any changes in that extradition process or any uh, uh, hearings that take place, to inform each other accordingly and and, and uh, in time. Yeah. And that certainly didn't take place. And very briefly, Dr. McKinley, where does this then leave the Zonda Commission findings? Well, I think, you know, there, there's so much of the Zonda Commission. I mean, we've we've got uh, we're just starting. Uh, this is just the beginning. I mean, yes, the Guptas are we're, we're a big, big players. And that's certainly but I, I don't think we can put all our marbles, so to speak, in one bowl, you know, or every all the eggs in one basket uh, in this case. I mean, if the Guptas do eventually uh, are, are eventually extradited and we issue a new red notice and they're tracked down, well, great. If they're not, then let's go after and let's get some some wins on a, a 
whole range of other uh, fronts. And I don't think it's it's I don't think we should be totally completely pessimistic here. I think you know we have a lot of uh, ground to cover. There's a lot of improvement that can be made. And I think if we look at from what was the, the situation two or three years ago to where we are now. It's better than it was then. We can get a lot better now. We can go after these people. We can go after some of the people that have been named in the Zonder Commission. Let's get some of the let's get some of those cases off the ground. Once that ball starts rolling, people will begin, I think, to 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 have a great a, a bit more uh, belief that things are going to happen. If, however, in the next six months or so, we see no movement, then I think we're going to be in the serious cases where we say the Zonder Commission was a serious waste of time. Mm. And uh, Advocate uh, Hoffman, there is, of course, this issue of uh, Tabobesta that we cannot, um, you know, ignore because these are huge developments in our country right now, together with, uh, you know, the the, the Kuptas as well. And this is all happening around the Justice Department. Let's look at this issue of, you know, Tabobesta. There are some that are saying that if it were only up to the South African police, it, this this development would not have happened and credit should go to the Tanzanian authorities. And then there are others that are saying, no, but you need to give South African police a chance. Uh, where do you stand on that one? Should we give credit to the South African credit, you know, security authorities or is it all praises to Tanzanian authorities? Well, the, the arrest was effected by the Tanzanian authorities in Tanzania because they are the um, the authority having jurisdiction over the fugitive from justice. And so clearly without their cooperation, we would not have uh, secured his, his arrest in Tanzania. But whether or not he is extradited to South Africa uh, brings us back to the question that now are being asked around uh, the doctors. It, it, I, I don't think that there is um, the, the same uh, degree of uh, political uh, influence or interference in the uh, matter, but certainly in the Gupta matter, it, uh, I, I think uh, Dale is completely correct that we, we have been played by the UAE and that we allowed the, um, the, the Guptas to slip through our fingers by not getting our paperwork in order, by not being uh, astute to ensure that if there was a, a difficulty in the application, mm. that there would be an appeal and that the UAE would, would continue to hold the, uh, the Guptas pending the outcome of the appeal. Because doing an appeal now is an exercise in futility if it is true that the Guptas are no longer in the UAE. One of the reasons why the UAE refused to, um, to grant the extradition request is that they said, look, the money laundering that went on is a crime that has been committed by the Guptas in the UAE. Now, if that is the case, why were they not arrested and um charged in the UAE for yeah. that money laundering. It doesn't appear to have been the case. The, the stories that we hear, unconfirmed, right. that, that they were allowed to go without South Africa being told that they were allowed to go and without South Africa having taken the precaution, because these um, extradition hearings are not heard in open court, the prosecution service of the UAE appears before a judge of the UAE behind closed doors. 
South yeah. Africa should have uh, in, instructed that prosecutor properly to bring an appeal and to ask for the um, okay. incarceration to, to, to be extended, and that didn't happen. Thank you so much. Uh, sorry, uh, my apologies. My apologies, Advocate uh, Hoffman. We're late for the news, but let me thank you both for your insights this morning. Certainly, um, this is one to watch and to see what becomes of our relationship now um, when it comes to, you know, the UAE and us uh, looking at this particular agreement. That was Advocate Paul Hoffman, Director at Accountability Now, as well as Independent Writer and Researcher, Dr. Dale McKinley. Thank you so much for keeping us company here on The Weekend View. My name is Bongi Wazwane. Thank you so much. And over to you. You, uh, Luanda, as you bring us the very latest news at 7.